trending topics with legal conclusions. Brought to you by Pepper and Odom Law Firm. You're listening to Legal Roundup. Hey, this is attorney Everett Pepper with Pepper and Odom Law Firm here in Ridgeland, Mississippi. I'm here again with attorney Daryl Porter Jr. Daryl, you want to say hey to everybody? Hey, everybody. Thanks for having me today, Pep. Yeah, no problem, man. We got an interesting topic tonight. Our last podcast was on the 12-year-old girl that got run over down in Jones County. We were talking a bit about pedestrian accidents and some of the legal ramifications of that. And then we just found out that there was two students up at Ole Miss that got run over. And I went to Ole Miss, and I know you did as well. Right. So this one hit a little close to home from us. That's right. And plus, it looks like the out of the two students that got hit, the male student was actually killed yeah. on the scene. And it appears that he was from Madison, which mm-hmm. is, you know, right here next door to us. That's right. Have you heard anything else about that? No, obviously that the I heard that the two suspects that they have been arrested. Driver's vehicle was found in Marshall County when the police had impounded that. And it kind of goes back to that last podcast we did about the criminal side as well as the civil side. These two have been again arrested. I imagine they they've been they've been charged. I don't think I've, I've read what they've been charged with, but I think with the young man being killed and them actually fleeing the scene, they may actually be faced with several charges. One of the more serious ones likely, and you correct me on this if I'm wrong, could be vehicular manslaughter. Yeah, I think I think it very well could be. The last I heard of uh, the the driver of the truck they hadn't released out what his charges are at the time. They hadn't mm-hmm. announced that yet. But the other guy that was with him at the time that was taken into custody on Sunday, he was charged with accessory after the fact. Mm-hmm. Uh, right. So we know what his charges are. And again, they could bring more charges against him. We don't know yet. That's but right. just from early on, yeah, it's, I mean, they're in a world of trouble. Oh, you yeah, know? definitely. Yeah. And there's probably a combination of drinking and obviously making a, a very, very bad decision by injuring one individual and killing another individual and leaving the scene. I think not only are we look at the criminal the criminal side of this, but there's definitely some some civil litigation that can derive from this as well. Yeah, and in that last podcast in Jones County, we had mentioned before we even heard about this, we mentioned like a lot of times you don't see a lot of hit and runs and that kind of thing, especially like a deadly hit and run. Right. You know, in the parking lot, it's usually more out on the on the roads. Right. But uh, you know, this one, uh, it was in the parking lot of Oxford City Hall. Right. So uh, sort of so sort of eerie how similar the you know these two things are that, right. that close in time, and, and then us just doing the other podcast on it. That's right. Right. with the pedestrian type accidents and stuff. Mm-hmm. Last time we had talked about uh, with the civil side of it, I mean, we know there's going to be criminal charges already. Right. Now, of course, by law, they're innocent until they're proven guilty. That's correct. They hadn't been adjudicated either way yet. But the civil side of it in Mississippi, they got a three-year statute. So the civil case doesn't have to happen immediately. It can come up later. That's right. And very well might in this situation. Right. I hadn't heard anything from any of the, you know, Ole Miss officials or anything yet. Mm-hmm. But I mean, that's when two students, you know, get killed up there for, I think last I heard it was maybe 20-something thousand students at Ole Miss. Yeah. So it's, it is, it's a pretty good size university, but it's also a very small, close-knit university That's you right. know, group of people too. That's right. It's like a, a close-knit family. This is, this is one of those things that you don't ever want to hear about, you don't want to read about, particularly when somebody, uh, obviously when somebody loses their life. You could be looking, as far as the suicide, you'd be looking at a reckless disregard as well. Yeah. You know, particularly if they if they find that this individual had been drinking and driving. Again, kind of like what I pointed to in the last podcast, when you want a situation like this, as far as the civil side is concerned, you want to 
as far as our job would be concerned, you want to ensure that that person had insurance. And then on top of that, you want to ensure that if they do have insurance, situation where you have a loss of life, obviously $25,000 minimum limits is not enough. There's no amount of money to cover someone losing their life. So it's just a lot of different little factors that go into play in a situation like this. And as you stated, family would have three years from the date of the incident to file a civil suit if they so choose. Well, I said earlier I hadn't seen anything from Ole Miss authorities on that. I spoke too soon on that. I did realize that uh, Chancellor Boyce had issued a statement on it and basically just offering his heartfelt condolences for the families. Said that uh, one of the students was a very active member of the campus community. So he did come out and say that, but I just overlooked that while ago when I said that. It's just it's just a terrible situation when it's like that for their immediate family and for all their extended family at Ole Miss. And it, that's not just Ole Miss. I mean, this could have been any university anywhere, anywhere. in the country. That's you know? right. One of the things I noticed, they said that the truck was found, I think you said earlier, Marshall County. Mm-hmm. And uh, it looks like, you know, it looks like the side of the truck is, is caved in, like it's been oh, wrecked. Oh, wow. So I just wondered if they found the truck and it was wrecked you know was there any something else going on was alcohol or drugs involved of course that'll probably come to light oh yeah definitely as investigation goes on so i wouldn't expect to really hear a whole lot of stuff from them anytime soon but that's definitely something that would be worth looking into right there another thing we don't really talk about much that that comes up sometime in in a personal injury world is if they were drinking and had been at a bar drinking, did the bar overserve them? Yeah. You know, you're familiar with Dram Shop? Dram Shop, right. Mm-hmm. That's right. Yeah. That is something that, that would have to be looked at that, that could possibly come into play if these individuals, if they were found to have been intoxicated, visibly intoxicated, and the bar that they left from had been serving them alcohol. If, again, we don't have all the facts. If witnesses in that bar saw that these people were visibly intoxicated and they continued serving them alcohol, that's a whole nother part to this. Yeah, it could be a whole nother legal cause of action. Yeah, a whole nother, yeah, that's it, a whole nother cause of action that comes into play with this. I imagine as time rolls on, we'll gain more information, get more insight into what led up to this tragedy. Yeah. Being a pedestrian accident like this, I wouldn't be surprised if it just, this doesn't make national media attention. Oh, yeah. Because it's a good cautionary tale for everybody else. Regardless of how it plays out, it's just students on campus, they have to be mindful all times. Oh, yeah, definitely. You know, if you're going to drive on campus, you really got to be mindful. And this was a big game weekend as well. We always played Auburn. So, you know, the streets, the square in particular was crowded. There were a lot of people around. And that just goes back to what we discussed in our last podcast. You got a, you got a duty to keep a proper lookout. And you also got a duty. To, I mean, you got a lot of duties when you're behind the wheel. But the two that come to mind in a situation like this is you got a duty to keep a proper lookout. You got a duty to maintain a proper speed given the circumstances. And if yep. people are walking everywhere, which they were, yeah. you remember how it was being on the square particularly after a, a big game weekend, another SEC oh, yeah. team. And on top of that, Ole Miss won, won that weekend as well. So the square was, I imagine, packed, jam-packed, full of people, a lot of activity, a lot of a lot of movement there. And as a driver uh, on the square during that time, you've got to be mindful of the people that's moving. Uh, of course, this is, this is speculation. If you're intoxicated to the point where you don't even realize what you're doing, then, again, you could have a – if you were to pursue a lawsuit, civil action, then you have a whole other cause of action. Could have a whole other cause of action to come into play here. 
Well, like I said, the the male student and their names have been released now. I, I just don't want to give their names out on the podcast. Yeah. But the male student was from Madison, Mississippi, and he was a junior. And the female student, she was a sophomore, and she was actually from North Carolina. Mm. So Ole Miss has a lot of -of out-of-state students. So this is not just something that affects our community here. This is everywhere kind of thing, you know. So she's got family up there in North Carolina that's that's hurting and grieving right now too. She's seriously injured. We hadn't heard anything yet on on her extent her damages or anything. But anytime if you see anybody that's seriously injured, that's not a a band-aid and go home kind of thing. That's right. It's going to be some some medical bills. And it's going to be a lot of probably healing time and pain and suffering after that for her, that's too. Right. That's right. Exactly right. It just goes back to talking about insurance coverage. One, you want to hope that that person has insurance. And then if they have minimum limits, it's what, 50000 per pre 50000 per accident, $25,000 per person, which, again, you can't put a price on somebody losing their life. It wouldn't matter if they had a $100,000 million-dollar policy. Somebody lost their life in this situation, and you just can't. You simply just can't put a price on it. Well, as far as the investigation part, I think shout out to the Oxford Police Department, too. Yeah, they moved pretty quickly yeah. um, getting these guys. Yeah, and um, if the they, truck was found in Marshall, then there was some working with the other other departments, too. It was just more than just Oxford involved in it. That's a pretty quick pretty, oh, yeah. pretty quick response to apprehend the, the suspects and, and get them into custody. That's you know? right. And I think they released some video footage or at least shots of some video footage of the suspects, which probably, I'm sure, it led to getting them getting them caught and bringing them into custody. Yeah, I wonder if they had any video footage or anything. You mm-hmm. know, maybe they had some cameras up in that area. Yeah. You have a lot of that around the square area. That's right. You got a lot of businesses that have video cameras rolling. So I imagine, again, I saw, I think I saw like a screenshot or a snapshot of the individuals walking. So undoubtedly somebody's camera captured them in order for the Oxford Police Department to identify them. And then when you find a, you find a damaged truck in a whole other county, likely there were either witnesses or other video cameras that had captured that truck coming through those counties, which led them to find it in Marshall. Nice work on their part. Oh, yeah. 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 Shout out to, to Oxford PD for bringing at least some sort of swift justice for the family of the victims of this, this horrible accident. Yeah, that's that's one of the scarier things we deal with on the hit and run cases is yeah. actually the person leaves the scene or flees the scene and yeah. and we don't have any witnesses or anybody that to help find or get a tag number. You know, and if there was video, which maybe or may not have been, but in this case, they had something they could use to track them down. And that, that's, that's right. you know, that's a scariest thing when you actually the person flees and you can't find them, you don't know who it was, have right. no way to track them. That's right. scary. Right. Mm. So, yeah, no, I, I agree. Uh, thank goodness that there was camera footage of these individuals, which, again, I believe was what helped lead to their swift capture. Sometimes I say we don't have that capability. Thinking about it, I was grateful that they did catch these guys. But oftentimes in our world, we have people that a lot of hit and runs, and we don't know. The clients don't know who hit them, where they went. They can, and it happened so fast, they don't know what they were driving either. Yeah, especially like hit and run two vehicles. Oh, yeah. Uh, of course, you hope you got some uninsured motors covers to kick That's in, right. but still, it's, it's always easier if you got video. That's right. Uh, a lot of people now started using dash cams and stuff like that, and yeah. that's helped a little bit. Well, it looks like we're running out of time today. Uh, I just wanted to say uh, thanks for coming by and sitting with me and doing Absolutely. this. Absolutely. I always enjoy talking about this stuff with you. I'm attorney Everett Pepper, and this is attorney Daryl Porter Jr. We're with Pepper Notum Law Firm here in Ridge. Mississippi, and we appreciate y'all tuning in with us today. Yep. Thank you. Thank you for listening to Legal Roundup brought to you by Pepper and Odom Law Firm. 
If you live in Mississippi or Alabama and have been injured in a car wreck or some other accident due to someone else's negligence, call Pepper and Odom at 601202 or visit pepperandodom.com.